0: For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glassner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Heather Engel, Managing Partner at Strategic Cyber Partners. Heather, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, Amanda.
0: So I want to kick off today's episode with a statistic that I think will provide some important perspective for our discussion. According to Cybersecurity Ventures, cybercrime is predicted to cost the world $9.5 trillion US dollars in 2024. Against this backdrop, European lawmakers have come together to establish regulations safeguarding a wide range of smart devices, including laptops, fridges, and mobile apps, against the escalating cyber threat landscape. A recent article from Reuters dives further into this new set of rules, which could, according to officials, save companies as much as €290 billion annually. Heather, you've been following this story. Can you break it down for our listeners?
1: Sure. So what we're seeing is the European Commission last year proposed something called the Cyber Resilience Act. And what this does is it applies to products that are connected either directly or indirectly to another device or network. And so I think, you know, what we're getting at here and what we're looking at protecting now is this rise of smart devices. So pretty much everything can talk to the internet at this point, our refrigerators, our doorbells. You know, we've got traffic cameras, things like that. So what this is looking at is creating some standards for design, development, production, and sale of these products that require manufacturers to assess the cybersecurity risks of the product, provide declarations of conformity, and take appropriate actions to fix problems during the expected lifetime of the product.
0: So under the new legislation, manufacturers must assess cybersecurity risks, provide declarations of conformity, and address issues in the product's lifetime or for at least five years. Do you see concerns about these regulations stifling innovation or limiting consumer choice?
1: I don't know if I necessarily see it as stifling innovation or limiting consumer choice, but it does put a burden on manufacturers to have some security that's inherently baked into their products, right? When we see and we talk about devices that are Internet of Things devices, typically They're meant for ease of use. They're not meant for someone who is a cybersecurity professional to be required to configure them. Whether I'm 70 or 7, you know, I should be able to bring it home, plug it in and get it working is how the manufacturer looks at it. But from a cybersecurity perspective, it's always better if you can add some security features as part of the design and it's inherently there. And so I think it does pose a challenge, right, for manufacturers to not only design products in a more secure way, but how do you make that security more accessible to the end user, to the consumer?
0: Looking at the big picture, do you think these regulations adequately address today's cyber threats or is further action needed?
1: Well, I think it's a great start and we can't come right out of the gate with things that are too heavy handed Because then it's going to be almost impossible to comply with. So when we do cybersecurity and when we start looking at regulations and things like that, we have to start with the basics. And that's what I tell my clients. That's what we have in this situation here. You know, if you go all in and make the regulations too stringent or too detailed even, it's going to be very difficult to maintain both from the regulator perspective and from the manufacturing perspective because these devices are so different. I mean, we're talking about such a wide array of products I'm not going to secure, you know, a camera that I use for, you know, monitoring traffic the same way that I would potentially secure a refrigerator that's in someone's home. So like I said, it's a great start. And Europe tends to be forward leaning on these things as they were with regulations like GDPR to protect consumer privacy. And so overall, I think it's a great thing.
0: How would you say these regulations stack up against cybersecurity frameworks established in other parts of the world? Would you say Europe is leading the charge or is it simply catching up to existing standards?
1: I think Europe is definitely leading the charge. And we saw that, like I said, with GDPR and consumer privacy. And, you know, now we're starting to see that in other countries so we have regulations for various things, but something that's comprehensive like this and really directed towards these types of devices, this feels like a first to me.
0: Heather, thank you again for joining us today, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks for having me. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. To hear more about this story and others, visit cybercrimewire.com. And for more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com.